Now, most of us will be familiar with the character Dr. Doolittle, either the Rex Harrison version or the more recently the uh, series of films starring Eddie Murphy. And while many of us are charmed by the fantasy of being able to talk to the animals, some, like my next guest, say they actually are able to communicate with animals in a way that can prove both beneficial and healings, healing for humans and our furry friends. Kate Muller has uh, worked with renowned fellow animal communicator Winter Worsall and after having trained as a nature guide and run the programme for the Landmark Foundation, Foundation on the Leopard and Predator Project. She now runs her own practice from her home in Musenberg. And I'm delighted to say she's come all the way from Musenberg to be in studio with us this evening. Kate, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for, for coming in. Kate, when did you discover that you had this ability to communicate with animals? Well, it was only actually at my first workshop that I did, which was 15 years ago. And um, it wasn't so much that I actually got verifiable feedback, something I could prove, it was more the quality that it felt so real. It was when a chicken told me how it felt to lay an egg. And <laughs> and already the interview is off to a fantastic start. Yes, hurrah. And it certainly was not what I expected. That is absolutely, that is absolutely incredible. Okay, a chicken told you how it felt to lay an egg. She just told me it felt so great. And I was quite taken aback. It was like she was this little petite lady and it sort of came out so strong. And I, I kind of didn't continue the conversation there, but I mean, everybody kind of laughed and I went back to the class and I actually don't remember anything else for the rest of the workshop. But um, I would subsequently do another workshop every sort of two years when a teacher was visiting South Africa. And there were some moments where I thought, yeah, this is... Okay, cool. And I would practice it really hard. And, you know, learning to live intuitively was very important to me. Um, but it was only much later on that I really started having solid buildup of verifiable incidences. Wow, that's incredible. How does it feel to lay an egg? She said it was great. Oh. It's like, I just pop, like popping it out is the best feeling. Wowza. <laughs> Mrs. Chicken. Okay. <laughs> now we've, we've, we're gonna we're gonna go straight in then to, to my next question, which is how do you actually talk to the animals and how do they communicate with you? Do you get a feeling? What is it? Yes, um, but I want to take us back a step mm. in that it is a little bit like radio. Okay. You have to tune your dial to get the right station. Okay. So you need to be present and really focus on the animal you want to talk to so you don't get static and other information and your own self-doubt and all of that kind of stuff getting in the way and your preconceived ideas. And then you open up, when you open up through your heart, that's when the magic really starts happening and you do, you start receiving feelings and thoughts and this is one of the things that people often wipe aside more is if it's thoughts especially I think oh that's just my mind working but often that's our our mind's way of trying to kind of get the information to us yeah yeah it might even connect to actually your own memories or um, experiences to try and get the message across to you because you're using your own vocabulary to basically interpret this experience but feelings can be physical emotional and then sometimes it is words pictures impressions yeah so that's that's how you're able to pick up on what they're feeling or thinking how are they able to pick up what you're is it does it is it reciprocity does it work the same way oh that's that's fascinating i'm going to ask an animal next time <laughs> Please do. when i talk with them 
Wow. But okay. I would I would think it is. And because people will also experience, some people will be stronger in different areas. And many people say, oh, I can't do this because I'm not getting the words of the pictures. I know people who've been practicing this for 30 years and they still don't get the words and pictures. Mm. They just get a sense and a feeling. Amazing. Uh, so after the chicken, you, you said you did some workshops. The chicken told you how it felt to lay an egg. <laughs> this is marvellous. Uh, how did you then decide to make a career out of out of doing what you do. Well, and do you, you say it's animal communicator. I, I've loosely bandied around the term pet psychic, but you are an animal communicator. Yes. 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 Okay. So a communicator focuses on that we are talking with each other. Um, psychic is more, you're using psychic skills, but very often psychic is associated with reading energy. It is also associated, though, with talking with spirit, basically. Sure. Um, but as a communicator, we're really focusing on we are talking, engaging in a conversation with the animal okay. to find a solution. Okay. So, so tell me then, how, how, how did it come to the point where you thought, I'd like to talk to chickens every day and get paid for it? Well, I had a dream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where my post box was filling up and overflowing with all these hundreds of thousands of letters from animals and I just I had to answer them it was like a tidal wave you're Dr. Doolittle <laughs> you, you, I've just got images of you driving down through, along Musenberg and flocks of animals following you and, and cows and, and all sorts well I do pick up a stray dog about my, once a month I bet now. you do yeah. I bet you do yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay uh, so do you have a favourite animal to communicate with? No, I just love them all, really. Yeah. Every one of them, because they, we're really talking to each one as an individual. And, yeah, every species, all of them. A any, any species easier to communicate with than others? Or is it just, it is an intuitive thing with you? Well, for myself, I do get a lot of dogs. Okay. Um, but equally so, it can be cats, horses, parrots, anything. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, what's the strangest experience that you've had? I'd say the chicken's pretty up there, but <laughs> what is the strangest experience you've had uh, communicating with an, with an animal? Or the most interesting or... Well, one of the most fun and um, kind of groundbreaking for me was early on when I, I sat down with eight animals and I said, hi. And suddenly I realised everyone has an opinion. <laughs> My engineer Mally is is absolutely stunned by this. You're not a pet person, are you? Although cats, you're all right with cats. You like a cat. You like a cat, don't you? Yeah. Whereas me, I am I'm such an animal lover. I don't ever want to let you go. <laughs> okay, frankly, and we will be spending much of this conversation talking about my dog Caesar. Uh, okay, so they, you were all sitting down and having a, a sort of powwow, no pun, uh, with with eight animals and they all had an opinion they all had an opinion and it political was, or well a lot about their person's life and what was going on at home and what they thought of each other and who was going to talk first and it was just so kind of um and the thing is as a communicator i don't have to be physically present with the animals ah so i actually only work with a photograph and so, I mean, when I say I sat down with these animals, I sat down with the photograph of all these animals and tuned into them. So what, as a communicator, what it does by working just with the photos, well, A, it saves me from driving all over the, the city sure. every day, which is not my favorite activity, no. <laughs> is 
that I really tune in beyond the physical activity that's going on. Yeah. With yeah. the animals and just actually to the conversation. Wow. That needs to be had. So you, you never do a, a one-on-one? No, hardly ever. Incredible. My mother, I never do this, but I have to. My mother's just sent me a message, Kate. <laughs> Hello, Angela, in London. What about slugs and snails? Now, that is hilarious because I was reading an article about a communicator talking with slugs and snails. Were you really? This morning. Are you humouring my mom? I am not at all. It was actually what got her kind of, she was actually doing foie gras snails. (gasps) And she developed such a relationship with the snails. I mean, she built them like um, snail palaces and jungle gyms. She raised like the the healthiest snails. And she suddenly realized how much she kind of, she saw the personalities and the, not necessarily personality, but she saw personality in the snails. Yes. And this appreciation for them. So yes, you can talk with insects. Um, You can talk with any type of, of animal. I'm my mouth is hanging open. I this is fantastic. There you go, mom. Yes, you can talk to the snails and the slugs and, and the, the spiders and the and the hedgehogs that she compulsively feeds uh, yes. every, outside the back door every evening. Okay. Uh, the, one of the big tricks to talking with insects is and, and wild animals is be open to be surprised because really open yourself in terms of what expectations you have around the conversation or wow. what they're thinking. Because animals have sentience, they have consciousness, they have soul. And so really the sky's the limit. I'm so glad you said that. I'm going to ask you in a second the strangest animal you've ever worked with. But I want to, t- I want to talk to you about that part of animals having... So- Can I, do, our, do our pets love us? So much. <gasps> this relationship you see where people are best friends with their animal. Yeah. And you feel like this animal was sent to me like it was meant to be that's how I feel about my dog yeah when I communicate I mean that there gives me goosebumps it's kind of like you really enter into the conversation of what that is I believe that my dog was put on this earth to be in a dog ship with me I truly, truly believe that. And when I went to, to Tears, shout out to Tears, to, to go and had no intention of getting a dog and I walked past the pen and there he was. That was, that was it. That was it. And he is, he is just, here we go. Now <laughs> he's going to stop rolling his eyes. But I, I, I'm, I'm completely 100% with you on that. I, I, believe, I believe that 100%. Uh, what was I going to ask you then? Oh, good. No, well, yes, so pets can love us good. And I was told by somebody... Um, a couple of years ago, um, who, well, it can't have been a couple of years because I haven't had season that long. About a year ago, um, he doesn't love you. He's just he responds to you that way because you feed him. Is that total nonsense? Complete I was heartbroken. Nonsense. So there, you know who you are. So you know you do see animals who will you know love everybody in the room. Yes, <laughs> yes. But they certainly know who their person is. They know who they they know. Who it's their like people is. who are social. You know, they just like to have friends. I and share the love. A I, lot of animals have a very strong role of sharing love and making other people feel better. I'm going to get weepy. <laughs> I'm going to say this to you. I was going through a bit of a tough time last year and I was feeling really rubbish. And I remember sitting on my bed and, and Caesar was sitting in front of me and he was lying there. Dogs, are, dogs on beds, is that okay? 
whatever floats your boat. Thank you very much. You must come again. It's your relationship. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. So, so I'm sitting on the bed with Susan. I felt really down. And I looked him in his eyes and I said, I feel blue. And he put his paw out and put it on my hand. Yep. Like he knows. You know, I want listen. So it's uh, it's the time is uh, eleven forty eight. Uh, I've got Kate Miller in the studio, animal uh, communicator. Um, this interview is going not not better because I didn't think it was going to go not well. But I'm I'm so emotional right now. If you are, are listening in and you think I totally get this, I'm totally with Kate. I communicate with my dog in, or my mouse or my rat or my slug. I'm absolutely thrilled and delighted to be joined in studio uh, by Kate Muller, uh, animal communicator, who's been telling us all about her communication with animals, how it feels for a chicken to lay an egg. And, uh, and did you know that a group of animals, um, they've all got their own opinion. They have. And, uh, and apparently my dog doesn't want me to work so hard. Caesar, mummy loves you. Uh, Not to work so hard, to work such long oh, to work sh- hours yeah, sometimes. Yeah, to work such long, yeah. Yeah. Caesar. Okay, um, we've had a message in from Bev. Is your guest familiar with the incredible work of Anna Breitenbach? Absolutely. She's been one of my wonderful teachers and mentors. Yeah, so there we go, Bev. The answer is yes. Uh, Angela, the mother's been on the... Uh, on the message again. Can she tell the slugs and snails to leave my veg alone? <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna block that there and pop. We could get into a whole nother conversation about um, bioharmony and actually relationships of balance with nature, but that is a whole nother topic. Okay, but I think the general theme there is uh, get out, share your veg. <laughs> is that the general, is that what we're saying? It, it is basically, it's kind of, it's actually going in rather than the like, it's you on me, mm. y- you find a place where we can both coexist. There we go. Finding that balance can take quite a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> but it is possible. Okay. Um, before the break, I was, I was going to ask you, um, what is the strangest animal, or most bizarre animal you've ever communicated with? They haven't really been. Mm. Because, I mean, most people would think my experience just of communicating is strange. Incredibly. I mean, <laughs> wonderfully strange. Wonderfully strange. So you haven't sort of gone on safari and had a quick chat with an elephant or anything? You oh, have, haven't you? Well, you have. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course I have. <laughs> how, did you that, do. how did that go? I must be honest, sometimes um, it's always peaceful. Wow. Yeah generally very peaceful and this is what I think sometimes well a lot of people who are in the bush do realize is is that you get a sense of peacefulness and you might actually resolve personal issues inside yourself and sometimes those messages can actually be coming from inside but we're also part of nature so nature can be responding and talking with us at the same time okay okay I just had another message in uh, from uh, we don't have a name I can communicate with cats and dogs they love talking to me ants and spiders are too busy to talk (laughs) (laughs) then you have to slow down to their their wavelength ah there you are whoever you are or speed up Uh, or find find the wavelength rather should I say so not think of it as speeding up or slowing down but rather think of it of finding that's that issue of tuning in 
to that wavelength. Okay, okay. Uh, is that you? Have you noticed anything sort of consistent about um, the energy of certain animals? Like we know that dogs, uh, we say that you know man's best friend and, and their loyalty. And then perhaps on the flip side, cats can be a little aloof. Um, is that is that true, or is that is that a form of animalism? <laughs> We're generalising. Definitely. Is it definitely? Um, Completely. Wow. Because, I mean, that's what I love about animal communication is that you're treating each one as a complete individual. Okay. Yeah. So they're allowed to have complete... You know, when I teach a workshop and um, people will come up with, oh, he likes to catch a ball, but every dog likes to catch a ball. Mm. No. No. Not every dog likes to catch a ball. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, a very generalized picture that we have. Yeah, sure. That sort of sits with us and we think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to uh, to us as, I hate to say pet owners because I don't believe in owning a pet, but you know what I mean. Um, what's the biggest mistake that we make when we try to communicate with our animals? <gasps> okay, two major things. One is not being emotionally present. So your mind and emotions are completely somewhere else, often maybe stressed out, anxious, or thinking about the shopping list, etc. Um, rather than being, you're wanting your dog to be calm when you leave home, but you're worrying about what it's going to do or how it's going to feel. Mm-hmm. But you're wanting it to feel calm. So you need to be that calm okay. for your animal. Yeah. The second one is acknowledging it's a two-way conversation. So you're saying, well, he's not getting me. Well, maybe you're not getting him maybe you're not hearing him deeply and then you can enter into the conversation okay okay i have so many questions for you um what are some of the excuse me what are some of the most common reasons that people will will call you and say kate help me with joey or whoever um health behavior um sometimes moving house moving overseas especially when they're long Mm. flights involved and then the question of euthanasia also, um, very often, um, when it's terminal illness and serious illness. And then um, animals on the other side in the afterlife. So you do do, you, you talk to animals on the other side? Yes. Is yes. that more, is that harder to do than it is through a... Well, when I um, first did it, I just went in there talking to an animal. Right. And not expecting it to be different. And so you, you talk with them the same way. You connect through love. But yes, it did teach me a whole bunch about the afterlife. Again, it sort of really broke down my idea of what the afterlife was. Amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, we, we've we run out of time again. <laughs> I'm devastated. <laughs> Will you come back at some point? <laughs> I'd love more? to. I, it's been an absolute treat. Uh, Kate Muller, uh, animal communicator. And I'll give 